0: This is the Cafe Americane Podcast. I'm your host, Christian, and tonight is going to be a packed jam episode. I'm not even sure if I'm going to get through everything, Um, so I'm certainly going to try. And I'm hoping that I can bring this in in about an hour, but who knows? Uh, You can listen to me on Podbean, Stitcher, and YouTube, and last Saturday being that it was one of the every other Saturdays. I was on 90.1 WUSB Stony Brook from 8 to 10 p.m. So not this Saturday or the Saturday after that, or the Saturday after that one, because I'm going away. Uh, But the Saturday after three Saturdays from now, I'll be back on Stony Brook. And, uh, you know, it's always fun doing terrestrial radio because you can't curse. And that's what makes life... Interesting when you're trying to talk politics. Uh, so tonight we're going to talk about rail guns and magnetic coils and how they're going to launch rocks across the planet. Interesting story, as you know, that we follow various oddball articles here on the Cafe Americane podcast when it comes to space and the weaponization thereof. Also, we uh, the Earth itself is... On course to uh basically go in front of the meteor storm that caused a nineteen oh eight event in Russia that made everybody go, Ooh, this isn't good. I, I shouldn't be doing this. We should not be here, and we probably should not be <laughs> anywhere close to the anyway. Uh next, illegal immigrants. With rolls of $100 bills come streaming across America's southern border. And a Del Rio Democrat mayor is outraged at the Republicans that they are just leaving illegal immigrants in their town. More mainstream media nonsense. Russia is upset at CBS for covering an Al-Qaeda story. How CBS got to this place to cover The Al-Qaeda story is another interesting wrinkle to all of this. Um, Donald Trump says the New York Times has committed treason because they spilled the beans on an electrical grid um, hack. So that's going to be interesting. And moving along in the mainstream media, Naomi Wolf, arch-feminist, looks like a dope because she doesn't do any research. Basically, she did the typical liberal leftist deal where you hear a rumor pretend it's truth and then you write a whole fucking book on it uh (laughs) and little jimmy acosta from cnn with supposedly 1.25 million twitter followers flopped at all of his book signings and got about 30 people at each one that is nowhere near close to 1.25 million and Remember the story about Jim Acosta earlier in the year? He got kicked out of the press corps, I think. He's such a prick. He's a smug prick, and he deserves nothing. Uh, after all that, Russiagate is based on an incomplete crowd strike report, and Mueller ignores Seth Rich? How is this possible? And then we delve a little bit into the nefarious deeds of Robert Mueller. He's not so much of an investigator as he is a plumber cleaning up the tracks of 'er ne'er-do-wells in the political system. Uh, Oh, probably before everything, we'll get to the Middle Eastern uh, tanker attack, which is nonsense. That whole thing, Pompeo comes out and says, oh, that's it. That's it. Um, uh, Iran did the whole thing, and it is Iran's fault. Uh, no. No, there's no evidence for it. Zero evidence for this attack. So I would sooner suspect... And the... We'll get... Never mind. I'm not going to get into it now. And finally, Trump said he thinks he knows who did 9-11. This is very interesting. This is very interesting because two weeks ago, or maybe three weeks ago, The FBI released photocopied photocopies of dancing Middle Easterners. Now, when you hear Middle Easterner, I can almost guarantee you've been socially engineered to think of a certain number of countries that these Middle Easterners may come from. But if you do any homework, you'll understand where these Middle Easterners probably did not probably where they did come from. However, the mainstream is covering up their origins because they don't want to talk about it. So, first off, we'll talk about the Middle Eastern tanker attack. The United States immediately said, uh, it, it, Oh, this is Iran. Iran's fault. Iran mined this, the uh, the Gulf of Oran. I think that's a, or Gulf of Oman, whatever the hell it is. They mined it, and uh, a, oddly enough, a Japanese tanker was mined. And the United States, as usual, puts, puts out no evidence for it. They released a grainy video. Just <laughs> it was black and white, and they they today they released a colorized picture. It doesn't show anything. All you see is a bunch of people in bright orange life vests on the side of this tanker. Now this tanker happens to be Japanese. It just miraculously happens that the Japanese sent an envoy to Iran to talk about trade. Now, why, why, when Iran is hosting the Japanese, why would Iran attack a Japanese tanker? The other part of it is that the Japanese seamen, that's just gross, they said that they witnessed flying objects before the explosion flying objects darting around the ship and then there was the explosion so there was no undersea mine this isn't World War one this isn't even World War two where you have magnetic mines lining everything this is not that at all more than likely this was a drone strike of some sort is probably a suicide drone it wasn't meant to actually kill anybody or sink a ship it's more like to send a message sending a message to the japanese not the iranians to the japanese saying don't talk to them so really the suspects are (laughs) the herd quickly gets thinned the only ones that would really try to do anything against a japanese envoy like that talking to iran would be saudi arabia israel or the united states that's it those are the only groups that would have something to do with this. Saudi Arabia uh, and Israel have engaged in a secret alliance. Everybody knows about it, but no one talks about it, especially the mainstream media. They won't never say anything about that. So they have that they are they have the same axe to grind, and that axe is being ground with Iran. The United States does anything Israel wants to do in the Middle East, and uh, the, so that's that's where that is. Oh, and by the way, there was there was an illegal settlement in um, in Israel. You know, Israel takes over other countries' land, and then they just sort of like throw settlers out there, and then they defend the settlers, and and that's how they basically have swallowed up most of what Israel is today. Uh, th- there's a new <laughs> there's a new area called Trump Heights, not. From The Onion, and there really is a place now in Israel, or occupied Palestine, or whatever the hell they took over. Trump Heights. Yeah, okay, sure. Now, another odd piece to all of this is that there was a bill that was up for a vote in the United States. And this was to fund the Saudis more so that they could buy weapons from yes you guessed it the united states now this bill was supposed to pass anyway however what's that however once the report was made public that a tanker was attacked by supposedly the dastardly iranians all of a sudden many senators switched their vote To be for this bill, this bill was going to be uh, be put under scrutiny because a lot of people are starting to realize, hey, wait a minute. Why is the United States supplying Saudi Arabia and why is the United States allowing the Yemenis to be bombed into the Stone Age with American made projectiles and munitions? Why is this happening? So this bill was coming under a bit of scrutiny. It was expected to pass anyway, because both sides will always vote for war. So this was nothing surprising. However, this bill passed with even more votes, including some people that were pro this bill, subsequently turned against the bill because they said, no, 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 no. We're not buying this. There's no way that all of a sudden the tanker gets hit just as this weapons bill Is put on the floor. No, no, no. This dog don't hunt. Anyway, the bill passed any uh, regardless. So I think personally. You're seeing an escalation in the Middle East. There are supposed to be a thousand U.S. troops moving into the area along with a hundred one zero zero uh, British Marines moving into the area as well. So you're seeing the surrounding of Iran continue. And this is not good. You even had, um, who was it? I Oh, it was uh, Lindsey Graham, the former butt boy to John McCain. Um, he came out last week and said the United States needs to put more points on the board. What the fuck does that mean? Well, let me tell you, the, the United States needs to put more points on the board. So we need to teach countries like North Korea and Iran A lesson that you cannot mess with the United States. So we should go after Venezuela with force. Excuse me? You're going to topple Maduro in Venezuela to put more points on the board to threaten Iran and North Korea and Syria. We all saw how well that worked in Afghanistan and Iraq. Guess what? It didn't work. Now we all know... That Lindsey Graham is extremely pro-war. There's nothing you can do that would ever dissuade this Southern Bell to vote against a war or supplying people with weapons to create more war and bomb more brown people into the Stone Age. He will Lindsey Graham will always, always do that. And he's saying that he needs and the United States needs to throw more points on the board and topple Venezuela by any means necessary. Talk about a moron. So this chickens chickens aren't coming on a roost, but you're seeing the step by step by step into a greater conflict across the Middle East, including Iran, and there's got to be something else going on. There's got to be something else brewing. I wouldn't be surprised if you start to see Um, I wouldn't be surprised if something like this happens. The United States, Saudi, a limited amount of United States uh, forces, along with Saudi Arabia and Israel, attack Iran. Then, in response to that, you'll have Russia and China going up in arms. Venezuela goes up in smoke. North Korea goes up in smoke. And then China and Russia have to deal with NATO and the United States in the South Pacific. So you're going to see a rapid strike against many, many countries across the planet. And it has to be done all at once. Otherwise, it won't work because then you're going to get into an invasion of Russia instance. It didn't work for Napoleon. It didn't work for Hitler. certainly not going to work for the United States unless they start to use nuclear weapons and kinetic munitions. That's the other buzzword that they're all using right now. kinetic munitions kinetic munitions literally meaning objects that are so dense that they are shot to earth at great speeds and the mere impact creates such destruction you don't even need any explosives in that device and this now it sounds like <laughs> I think this is this was originally Leaked in the G.I. Joe cartoon back in the 80s. But people asked about these weapons lately in the past couple of years. And it was not confirmed but confirmed that they have these types of weapons. There was a patent that was taken out and a story that was created. It's all in the angle of mining space. So what they intend to do... Because they just found they just found an enormous anomaly on the moon. They come out and say, well, this is an, an this is a ginormous amount of metals that we could potentially mine on the moon. This was NASA saying this. Now, NASA has known about this for almost two decades since they sent probes up there to do the same exact thing that they're telling us to find out exactly what's going on up there what what uh kind of ore is up there what kind of metals are up there and they decided to finally release it and they said there's an anomaly about i think it was 1500 miles long i don't have the article in front of me it's going from memory so all of a sudden they find this thing okay they also leak in the article the person that brought this to everyone's attention, that oh it could be a base or an underground city, ha ha. They literally say that in the article, ha ha. So wh- what's really <laughs> what's really going on up there? More than likely, I would say it is a base of some sort because you can find a lot of studies that say the earth, the uh, the moon, rings like a bell. It is hollow, and you can also look. And all the craters um, on the moon, they're all a certain depth. And what you should re- remember about that is that the larger the crater, that usually implies that there was a larger object that caused the larger crater, However, the, which would in turn make a deeper crater. However, on the moon, most craters are about the same depth, regardless of the size of said crater, which means that a larger object will only go so far. So there's some sort of shell in there underneath the soil. Another fun thing is that you can see a 50 mile wide crater from Earth, even though the moon is about 300,000 miles away. Yeah, that doesn't make sense either. How can I see a 50-mile diameter crater on an object 300,000 miles away? It don't add up. Anyway, so they intend to mine the moon. They intend to go to this location and start looking at all the ore. Then they start talking about this how they're going to be having uh, basically railguns and magnetic coils that shoot the mine ore back to Earth. So basically, they're going to put any of this ore in, I would assume, a container of some sort and use electromagnets to shoot this stuff back at Earth. Think about that for a second. You're talking about using rail guns to bombard the earth. <laughs> you want to talk about the weaponization of space. That's it. That's it right there. You're talking about a Starship Troopers scenario where they're slinging asteroids at earth. Same thing. They're using they're going to start using railguns from sp- From bases out in space, either on the moon or orbiting the Earth, to attack other countries, literally using rocks or kinetic projectiles. That's what you're talking about here. And they're starting to feather the nest with all of this. Now scientists, is being reported by the end of the American Dream blog, authored by Michael Snyder, The Earth is going to be moving through the same meteor swarm, not storm, swarm, that scientists believe caused the 1908 Tunguska event. Fire up Google and look up the 1908 Tunguska event if you have not seen it before. Basically, something landed in Tunguska and leveled all of the trees around it. They're saying that it was essentially an asteroid that blew up in the sky and flattened all these trees for miles around. I don't know if I believe that, because I think things are still messed up in Tunguska. Oh, here's the uh, stat for it. Tunguska explosion of 1908 flattened 80 million trees in Russia, and it was caused by an object from the Torrid Meteor Storm. This summer, Earth will approach within 30 million kilometers of the center of the Torrid Swarm. That would be Earth's closest encounter with the swarm since 1975. And we won't have another opportunity until the early 2030s. Forbes is reporting the remnants of a comet as Earth orbits the sun. And its orbital path often goes through dust and debris left by comets, which is no bigger than a grain of sand, busting into the Earth's atmosphere and burning up as shooting stars. Mostly they're harmless. But the Torrid Swarm is an exceptionally large cloud of debris, probably from some dumb comet that I don't care to actually read about. And it's a once-per-thousand-year catastrophic event on Earth. Okay, so we're getting somewhere going back to tunguska if you f- if you go on wikipedia you will see a picture of where the tunguska event occurred trees still do not grow around the impact area something is stopping those trees from growing it's literally in the middle of a forest and all of a sudden you see grass it's very very odd and i would i would beg to differ about the official um Explanation for that event. Now, if you listen to prior episodes of the Cafe American podcast, I constantly bring up the fact that there is another planet entering into the solar system. It's not on the same plane as all the other planets. It has an enormous elliptical oval orbit. It doesn't go longitudinally, it goes (laughs) It goes diagonally, so it's not lateral. No, wait. Later- longitude, latitude. No, it doesn't. I don't know. You know what I'm saying. So if you if you have a flat plane, <laughs> it's late. What do you want from me? I started late, tired. I was go- I was going good for a long time. I was all set to do this podcast, and then I got tired, and here I am. I'm going a little bit slow, but hopefully this will pick up. Maybe, maybe if I talk about other things, it'll pick up. So this planet comes into the solar system every two to 3,000 years. Now, all of a sudden, if we consider that, a lot of this starts to make sense, especially with all the patents that I constantly bring up. Like last week, there was a patent that was released that that they found out how or, or what frequency gravity vibrates on. So what they can do is tune into that frequency and break the bonds of gravity. It is literally a brown note when it comes to planetary bodies, including other planets. So they are literally turning planetoids and asteroids and whatever else into dust because they're breaking apart the bonds of gravity. That's what they're doing. So this planet is coming back into the solar system, and every time it does come back into the solar system, you can read ancient texts, they talk about the destructiveness that this planet brings with it. So it's supposed to have a lot of gravity associated with it. It is a dense, dense planet. So it's bringing with it all of this space junk. It's bringing with it all of these other asteroids with it. It's it's. It's causing the other planets in the solar system to wobble, change their poles. The red storm on Jupiter is gone. The poles on Saturn are now hexagonal. There's six-sided wind belts on the poles of Saturn. That doesn't make a lot of fucking sense. The other planets in the solar system, their poles have flipped or wobbled. The sun's poles have flipped. So all of this stuff is happening and then we got the story that, oh, mankind and climate change are going to reduce Saturn's rings and destroy Saturn's rings. No, Saturn's rings are more than likely being altered as we speak because of this planet re-entering the solar system. And in this year alone, how many stories have I brought up about NASA And the United States government and other governments talking about how they need asteroid defense. Out of nowhere. If NASA and other space programs across the planet are getting billions and billions and billions of dollars a year for the past, I don't know how many decades. Then I'm pretty sure they have an awareness of where other planetary bodies are in the solar system. Don't tell me. Oops. It just came out of nowhere. That's like, oh, wh- where did that tree come from? No, that's not how this works. Something is going on. They're not telling us. And they're ginning up trouble. They're talking about the weaponization of space. And they're also talking about now they're going to shoot junk and rocks with a railgun onto the planet. What? on Earth is going on. If they're going to use rail guns to shoot m- mined ore from the moon, if they're going to use railguns and magnetic coils to launch this crap onto Earth, what this tells me is that, one, there are some underground bases that people know about in the government that they don't want. Somebody somewhere took over an underground base or there is an underground base that is going to be attacked. And this would go along with the rumors that we hear. I don't report on this one, but I I've heard rumors that President Trump is training specific military outfits in bunker assaults and underground attacks and underground assaults. I don't know if that's true or not that's why I never said anything about it but I've read these stories where that's what's supposedly happening this would go into this would make sense if there are underground bases that they need to get into and they need to penetrate quickly so what they'll do is they'll launch these kinetic objects from space via railguns at these locations also 5G and the 5G rollout 5G was used by the military to penetrate the ground so that they can look at the bunkers in the mountains of Afghanistan and throughout Iraq. So it is able to penetrate rock. They're trying to roll out the 5G network and they're not going to test the side effects of the health of the population once 5G is instigated. In, not instigated, instituted, then that means to me that they are, one, going to create an all-encompassing control system with 5G because it can, if it can see through rocks, I'm pretty sure it can see through sheet rock and know where I am at any time. That's one. Two, that also means that if they roll out 5G, they're going to be able to see where These bunker complexes are or underground cities. Ha ha. Like the NASA article said. And where they are and how to get at them. This is enormous, if true. Because that means that Trump's space force that he wants so bad. Actually is. Legit legit now if we're talking about other beings that are in these bases that means these beings have to come from somewhere that could be another dimension could be an alien thing could be the planet coming back into the solar system either way humans are not in control of these underground bases and you hear about this all the time you've got the the boring devices with magnetic trains that connect all these cities like connecting area 51 to montauk and whatever else And Dolce, D-O-L-C-E, where the genetic mapping took place. So there's a lot going on here. And now, all of a sudden, we've got asteroid defense. We need asteroid defense. This, to me, sounds like an invasion. If you've got space forces being ginned up, and you need an inter, interspatial force. And then if you, if you believe the rumors that these military units are being trained to assault underground bases. You're starting to see a picture here that the United States government and other governments across the planet really aren't in control. Somebody else is controlling these bases and they are trying to regain control. Could involve Nazis, for all we know. And so what they intend to do is weaponize space. So that if they weaponize space, they can get at these bases. And I suppose they can mine the moon. I don't buy that. I mean, I guess they could. They could mine the moon. If you believe the moon exists, of course. (laughs) But that is where I'm getting at with this. You're seeing something significant. There's too many changes going on in the solar system to say this is just climate change here on Earth. Why is there a space force? Why are they talking about using kinetic weaponry? I'm sorry, mining techniques with rail guns to shoot the mining or the mined ore back to Earth so it can be refined. Does it make sense? Does not make sense. There's too much going on out in the solar system. There's too much asteroid defense. All in the past year, by the way. All in the past year. They've been up in arms. We, we need asteroid defense. We need, we, we need more asteroid defense. This seems like they're going to try to get ahead of an insurrection. Especially, especially if they somehow created a weapon that tunes into the frequency of, a, of the gravity of a planetary body. That means they can literally destroy planets if they tune into the right frequency. You can demolish Mars if you wanted to. Now think about that. If you can tune into the frequency of a certain gravity, then you can easily mine things because you can turn it into dust or powder or chunks. And then refine it. So, all of this is really interesting. Oh, and the other thing, all of the leftists out there, oh, the world is going to end in 10 years. Where the hell did this come from? First off, back in the 70s, the Earth was supposed to end in 10 years, but it was supposed to end by global cooling, and then it was global warming, and then it was climate change, then it was rising sea levels, then it was this. and no, 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 no. No. Now, now why all of a sudden 10 years? What is the goal of 10 years? Where did the 10-year mark come from? What that says to me is that what they're trying to do is get ahead of whatever galactic event is coming forth, and they think— This galactic event, which involves climate change and the altering of the poles and rising sea levels and storms and riots and fires and mudslides and dogs and cats living together, total anarchy. What that means is whatever is occurring out there is going to be felt here in about 10 years. So what they're trying to do is get ahead of that. And then that means, see... You didn't stop it. You didn't help. You could have stopped it if you were paying attention to climate change when we told you all of this was going to happen in 10 years. No. There's nothing we can do about this. If something occurs in 10 years where the poles shift and the sea levels rise and everything else then this is a galactic event. There's nothing that the man that, that uh, the human species can do to stop this event. It's going to happen. Now, think about this. If you allowed people to know the truth about that, if you all of a sudden said, guess what? Shit's going to go down in about 10 years, and there's nothing we can do about it. What do you think people would do? They would flip the bird to their boss. They would say, eh, what do I care? It's all going to come crashing down in 10 years anyway. I might as well have fun for the next decade. I'll live my life like it's the last day. It'll be the last day for the next 10 years. Who knows if I'll survive it? You would have total bliss. Or you could have total anarchy if you have the morons in power control everything. But you would have people going, what do I care? I mean, who cares if marijuana is legal? or not. I mean you would it would go in both directions. You would have total anarchy or total bliss. People would just get along with one another and then they'd stop doing their jobs and people lose control and corporations lose control over the employee. So you cannot tell people the truth about this. You cannot have a galactic event And tell people that they can't control it and there's nothing that they can do about it. You have to have this original sin genetic mindset, genetic history in the the human species where they're born into sin. There's nothing they can do about it. Just showing up on Earth, you have arrived in sin. So guess what? Climate change. Mankind is the sinner in this case. If the planet goes belly up, it is mankind's fault. No, it's not. So it's a natural event. It's going to happen. There's nothing that you or I can do about it except ride the wave. Try to be good people in the process. So, yeah, that's what I, that's what I mean. If they, If they sincerely believe that, that it's climate change, then they've got another thing coming. They've got another thing coming because it's not climate change because of mankind climate change because it's a galactic event and they can't tell you there's nothing that they can do about it. Because if they did, you'd be flipping the bird to everybody from here to from, from here to seven ways to Sunday. So what my advice to all of this in case, you're wondering, is stop being a dick. Or if you're a female, don't be a cunt or a soggy twat. Because if it's all going to come crashing down in 10 years anyway, you might as well be nice to people. <laughs> mm. Anyway. Wow. 36 minutes. Okay. Definitely not going to hit my hour target. Anyway. I need a sip. Whew. I am shot. Another good thing. For some reason, I got a ton of downloads. Downloads. And I don't know what I did to do that. I was going through a lull for a while. I was getting no downloads. I went from three to five hundred downloads a week for about two to three months straight. And then lately it's been about 30 downloads a week. Talk about embarrassing. I don't know what happened, but this week it seemed to pick up. I don't know why, but hopefully it'll pick up more. Anyway. Uh, oh, the, migrate, the illegal mi- migrants. Yeah, we must build a wall. Okay, so as we all know, the leftists and the Democrats and the globalists, they like to say, oh, we need the poor people to come into the United States. They are out there alone in the wilderness. They don't talk about any of the people that are involved in human trafficking because more than likely the government – oh, I shouldn't say that. People within the United States government are involved and on the take for human trafficking. Yes, I said that. I said that multiple times, by the way. So you can point to me. When this stuff starts to hit the fan, you can say, oh, I heard this on the Cafe American podcast because this person, Christian, he is so ahead of the curve. That you got to let he's four years or in this case, we're talking about climate change, 10 years ahead of the curve. So anyway. Because they don't want a secure border because they're involved in human trafficking. They're involved in the drug trade, just like the former Senator John McCain, if we're to believe the rumors. And also, one of the reasons why the uh, a lot of corporations are upset with Donald Trump is because he's going after China. And if he goes after China, that means he is going to hinder the drug trade, particularly fentanyl. Because what happens is that fentanyl is created in China— refined in Mexico and brought over the border. So that's where all of that comes from. And you've got a lot of people that are upset by that, because one, if Trump is going to go after China with tariffs, two, if Trump is going to build the wall between Mexico and the United States, that stymies the drug trade, which, once again, you have many politicians that are helping the cartels, being paid for by the cartels, and also on the take including many politicians, do said drugs. So it's, it's they're all getting their beaks dipped from stem to stern. So Fox News is reporting that there were a bunch of migrants from the Congo. And she, uh, she was asked how she got into America. She refused to say, well, that sounds to me like a non-governmental organization aligned with George Soros the same kind of organization that's been importing uh, African migrants into the EU. We are here now in the United States. Why do you ask about Ecuador, a woman said, referring to a reported country they passed through. Ecuador is pretty far south. The reporter for Fox News continued to ask a couple of questions. And they backtracked and said they weren't answering questions at all. They wouldn't tell me anything about how they got here, said Laura Ingram. And then they started to get aggressive, and they were contradicting each other. Once they said they ran through the forest, and another said, no, there was no forest, and they were actually arguing amongst themselves. Now, they started to get aggressive when they were posed questions about money and help. I had my impression that somebody told them not to speak about it and acting like now we're here, you have to help us give us money. What I found from an aid worker was that they actually do have money, quite a few of them, because he spotted them under a tree right in front of the shelter, counting a roll of money with $100 bills. Hundreds of migrants have migrated, because that's what migrants do, I faux from Congo and Angola and were transported to San Antonio. And city officials said that they received no warning about it. So that is very interesting. Very interesting. You have a number of African migrants with rolls of $100 bills. How one how, how where they get rolls of $100 bills from? And how do they get from Africa, go through Ecuador, and then end up in Texas? How is that possible? Now, there are a lot of non-governmental organizations being run by George Soros in Europe who are profiting from human trafficking. And they're making people go into the the, uh, European Union via Spain, France, Italy, Greece, so on and so forth illegally so if you want my two cents that's how that's happening george soros is infiltrating the united states with these migrants now the bigger question here is why why is george soros and this and other people i mean we're talking about somebody that's fairly high up but once again george soros has bosses too he's taking orders from somebody why is George Soros depopulating Africa? What is going on there? Why is George Soros getting people out of Africa and into the European Union and into the United States? That is something I've thought about many times, and I, I have not been able to put my finger on it. There's some sort of depopulation effort going on. From in the Middle East and in Africa. Why are they doing that? There's something to that. I, I can't put my finger on it, but I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out by gum. Also, with the migration issue, there is a Democrat mayor of Texas border town Del Rio. And he said. That. What? Is going on here? He said, Bruno Lozano, Del Rio's youngest and first openly gay mayor, employed, employed, jeez, yeah, I am tired, implored a Republican congressman's office and said, what are they doing with all of the migrant issues? I asked that you go to see firsthand and walk through what the Border Patrol is walking through. Walk through the system of release. Walk through the coalition of nonprofits and churches. Walk through the judicial process because the senators aren't. They need to see firsthand what's going on. They need to understand the frustrations that the commissioners or that the city council, the school board, and the hospital officials are managing and having to deal with. So a Democrat mayor is up in arms about migration. And he's imploring the Republicans to do something about it. Well, you know what's going on. Republicans are saying, oh, you're a Democrat. Oh, you like sanctuary cities. You want sanctuary city status? You want and like illegal immigrants so much? Here you go. We've got them by the truckload. He goes on, we do not have the funds to fund this project that has manifested and been dumped here in the city of Del Rio, Texas, Val Verde County, and the entire border. We're extremely frustrated. I will not stand for having to be dumped and find a solution as mayor for immigration. It's not the priority to solve immigration. It's not our purview. It's not in our jurisdiction. It's your job to ensure that you convey the frustration that I share with you. We are sick and tired of deaf ears. It's happening in real time. And Del Rio is supposed to be a transit zone for migrants from all over the world. Uh Aha. One recent Saturday in Tijuana, said PBS, there were 90 Cameroonians lined up to get on a waiting list to request asylum that has swelled to about 7,500 names. Also on the waiting list are Ethiopians, Eritreans, Mauritanians, Sudanese, and Congolese. So now the United States is seeing an influx of African migrants. What? What? African migrants? How are African migrants getting to the southern border of the United States? With rolls of $100 bills. You've even got gay mayors of towns saying this is outrageous. This is a concerted effort to infiltrate the United States for some reason. This is being done on purpose. This is not people looking for a better life. This is... A relocation effort. This is a depopulation effort. They're removing people from various areas within South and Central America and Africa. In other words, the Southern Hemisphere. Or, if you're to believe, the Flat Earth model. Why are they doing this? What is in those areas that they want? And why are they trying to swell the populations of the United States and Europe? What is that about? They're trying to dilute the national consciousness and the cultural integration that these countries share. But why? Why are they trying to break them down and depopulate the Southern Hemisphere? There's got to be something underneath the land. And essentially, this is the last chance that these people are going to have to make it out of those areas alive because something is going to go down. It may be tied to the last story that I brought up with climate change and a planet re-entering the solar system because a lot of those stories from mythology talk about the underworld and also talk about how... Um, Africa and Central and South America were places, and mid- the Middle East, the Levant, Syria, and Iraq, how all of those places were where the gods landed. So, why? It, it, I don't know. I mean, why are they trying to clear those areas out in 10 years? Because the whole thing's going to go belly up. So, th- there's something to that. There's got to be something to that story. And I'll, I will keep a vigilant eye on all of it. So it's there's it's just extremely fishy. Very, very fishy, that whole thing. Uh, and I don't necessarily get it, but we'll figure it out. Because we're in the Cafe Americaine podcast. We talk about anything here. Anything at all. We'll talk about it. Moving right along... We have more mainstream media nonsense. By gosh, what? How? The mainstream talking out of both sides of its mouth. How could this be possible? This is just insane. It is insane. Well, Russia has come out and slammed CBS. How could CBS be on Russia's radar? Well, let me tell you. CBS somehow is reporting from a location in Syria. Hmm. Hmm. A location in Syria, you say? Well, where in Syria could this location be? Why, none other than Idlib. Now, for those of you keeping score, Idlib is controlled by Al-Qaeda and ISIS. So, how did CBS get clearance to go into an area controlled by ISIS and Al Qaeda? The person that controls it, if I can pronounce it, it's got a big honker and a, and a pubic hair beard. Muhammad Al Jalani, Jawlani. The United States said that they would offer a $10 million reward if you found out where this guy is. And now, an area which is controlled by said gentleman because he's such an icky, icky figure and a big shot within ISIS and Al-Qaeda, somehow CBS got clearance to go in there. Well, what does that tell you? It tells you that al-Qaeda and ISIS is controlled by the United States. There's no way a CBS could have made, correspondent could have made it in there without clearance from the United States government. Plain and simple. And now Russia is saying, uh, we're not going to be responsible for any American deaths that occur because you people are in terrorist-controlled territory, and when we start bombing it and the bullets start flying— You better get the hell out of Dodge. And the Russians are absolutely correct in this sentiment. 100% correct. There's no reason for American citizens and CBS correspondents to be in Al-Qaeda and ISIS-controlled territory and doing puff pieces on these people. Unless you're talking about terrorists controlled by the West. Then all of that makes sense. All of it makes sense. The New York Times also revealed this week that the United States is engaged in cyber terrorism, trying to take out the Russian power grid. Immediately, Trump goes out there and says treason. He tweeted, Do you believe that the failing New York Times just did a story stating that the United States is substantially increasing cyber attacks on Russia? This is a virtual act of treason by a once great paper, now it's great, so desperately for a story, any story, even if bad for our country. Also, not true. Anything goes with our corrupt news media today. They will do or say whatever it takes. With not even the slightest thought of consequence, these are true cowards and without an enemy of the people. No, not at all. In this case, I will probably agree and say that the New York Times actually did some journalism. And revealed a clandestine operation against Russia's power grid. By trying to infiltrate and implant malware. That's what went on. And more than likely, this was done without President Trump's approval. So the military industrial complex, which will march on and attack Russia no matter what, did something around the president's back. The New York Times even said officials describing the previously unreported deployment of American computer code inside Russia's grid and other targets has gotten so far, far more aggressive over the past year that doing things at a scale that and doing things at, on a scale that we have never contemplated a few years ago. It is a persistent presence within Russia's infrastructure. CNN describes the New York Times report. Two administration officials told The Times they believed President Donald Trump had not been briefed in any detail about the U.S. computer code being implanted inside the Russian grid. Pentagon and intelligence officials described to The Times, quote-unquote, Broad hesitation to tell Trump about the details of the operations against Russia. They tell the Times there was a concern of how Trump would react and the possibility that Trump might reverse the operation or discuss it with foreign officials. So naturally, they're goading the president and backing the president into a corner to get into a fight with Russia, because this has been the agenda since the early 90s, to go after Russia and finish Russia off, In an enormous battle. So they're trying to take Russia out. Take China out. Because they're trying to maintain dominance. This is the fall of the American empire. And it's lashing out. And thrashing out. In the death throes of it. And they're backing Trump into a corner. By categorizing him. And allowing their stupid readers. To infer that Trump would scurry off to Putin. And because Trump. Only got elected because of Putin. So he's going to spill the beans on American clandestine efforts to take to destroy Russia. No, this seems like somebody would tell Russia that they have rogue elements within the government that are trying to start wars. And so this person could Trump could potentially be going, uh, I can't control these guys. So I'm going to give you a heads up to avert a nuclear war. Now, that, <laughs> that's giving Donald Trump a lot of credit. I'm not sure if, uh, if, that's, if that's actually the case. But but it, it, it would seem that you see glimmers of that kind of mindset from Donald Trump, where he's more concerned about, about maintaining a certain level of discord and military conflicts throughout the world and not trying to escalate them with the wrong people or the wrong countries, Russia in this case. And it has nothing to do with Trump being a butt boy for Putin. It has everything to do with Trump realizing that he can't win a fight against Russia. Unless you talk about railguns from space, then everything's game. Caitlin Johnstone continues along this vein she writes for the medium.com the new york times has published an an, 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 anonymous report okay the new york times has published an anonymously sourced report naturally what else would it be it's got to be anonymous titled u.s escalates online attacks on russia's power Grip. At the placement of potentially crippling malware inside of plunge Russia into darkness or cripple its military. Okay, well, first off, it's foolish to believe that Russia doesn't have any fail-safe devices against malware. Obviously, this is yet another serious escalation in the continually mounting series of steps that have been taken into a new Cold War between the planet's two nuclear superpowers. To put this in perspective, the New York Times reported last year that the Pentagon was pushing for the the U.S. Nuclear Posture Review to include the strategy of retaliating against serious Russian cyber attacks on American power grids with nuclear weapons. Oh, so what they're saying is any cyber attack against the United States is going to be considered a real attack, and in response, the the United States will be able to launch nuclear weapons against Russia. Very interesting, especially if you consider Julian Assange's leak on WikiLeaks about how the CIA can make emails and cyber attacks seemingly appear from countries the attack did not originate from. In other words, the United States could attack Russia and make the or I should say it this way. The United States could create a false flag event and attack itself and make the attack look like it came from Russia with the technology that WikiLeaks talked about. Now, if they do that, that summarily gives them the ability to create a nuclear strike against Russia and potentially China or North Korea, because for some reason, North Korea is able to hack into everything. This would not surprise me at all all if this is the justification to escalate events between Russia, China, and the United States. Two administration officials, she continues, and this is actually, she's reporting this from the Times, and the Times buried this little blurb way down in the report. Two administration officials said that they believed Trump had not been briefed. Pentagon in in broad hesitation to go into detail with Mr. Trump about operations against Russia for concerns over his reaction and the possibility that he may even countermand it or discuss it with foreign officials as he did in 2017 when he mentioned a sensitive operation in Syria to the Russian foreign minister. Because the new law defines the actions in cyberspace as akin to a traditional military activity on the ground, in the air or sea, No such briefing would be necessary, they added. Aha. That's how this is going to go down. They're going to create a false flag cyber attack. They're going to make it look like it came from Russia, and they will attack Russia. That's what's going on. In April 2017, Stephen Cohen, Professor Emeritus of Russian Studies at NYU and Princeton, in an interview with Democracy Now!, he said pretty much the same thing. I think this is the most dangerous moment in American-Russian relations, at least since the Cuban Missile Crisis, and arguably it's more dangerous because it's more complex. Therefore, we, and then meanwhile, we have in Washington these, and in my judgment, factless accusations that Trump has somehow been compromised by the Kremlin. Ooh, somebody from NYU and Princeton is saying this? Wow. So at the worst moment in American-Russian relations, we have an American president who's being politically crippled by the worst imaginable. It's unprecedented. Let's stop and think. No American president has ever been accused, essentially, of treason. This is what we're talking about here. Imagine, for example, John Kennedy during the Cuban Missile Crisis. Imagine if Kennedy had been accused of being a secret Soviet Kremlin agent. Woo! Talk about alliteration. He would have been crippled, and the only way he could have proved he wasn't was to have launched a war against the Soviet Union, and at the time— The option was a nuclear war. That's what's going on. That right there is what's going on. If you start to see news reports about cyber attacks, head for the hills, build the panic room, get in the bomb shelter. Because they're going to make it look like it was an attack from Russia. And they will use nuclear weapons. Because like I said, this is going to be an all-out war. But it's going to be quick. Really quick. Because they're going to use all sorts of fun stuff they've got behind closed doors. That's what they're going to use. And it's, it's frightening to think that it is going to be a cyber attack, and they are saying that cyber attacks are just as bad and deserve just as bad of a retaliation as an actual attack. That is astounding to me. That is astounding to me. And then when you factor in WikiLeaks, I mean, forget about it. Forget about that. I mean, that is just down the tubes at that point. With what they're reporting and how they can make attacks look like they're coming from other countries. Or I mean, right there, it just screams false flag. It screams of oops. And when they continuously back Trump into a corner by trying to categorize him. As a freaking agent of Russia? Are you kidding me? You think that the president of the United States doesn't have his phone calls monitored? Doesn't have his text messages monitored? He's still somehow coordinating with the Kremlin? Do you honestly believe that? Does anybody honestly believe that? You have to be a moron to believe that. An absolute, and another thing. When President Trump was brought into the White House, do you sincerely think he didn't go through any background checks? Do you think they just let him waltz in, didn't look at his cell phone, didn't review his emails and phone calls? None of that? You don't think none of that? You don't think any of that happened? Of course it happened. Of course it happened. But you got these morons in the media. They're not morons. I shouldn't say that. They're traitors. They are traitors to mankind because they're not doing any due diligence, and they're just going along with the military-industrial complex. That's what's going on here. They're trying to gin up the social consciousness to put it on a war footing so that they can have a final showdown with Russia and China. I just realized, I guess I kind of sound like almost an Alex Jones type. Oh, by the way, the other story— Uh, that came out recently was that Alex Jones supposedly sent child porn to the parents of Sandy Hook victims. Does that story sounds outrageous? Sounds outrageous. First off, if you're Alex Jones. Then you absolutely know about the child sex rings that are becoming discovered within the West. You also absolutely know about Pizzagate. Whether you believe it or not, you know about Pizzagate. And now supposedly Alex Jones is sending kitty porn to Sandy Hook victims? Does that 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 seems like an absurd and absolutely it just seems mind boggling that one, he would do it. Two Anybody would put it out there. The only reason why they're putting it out there is because they're trying to gin up icky feelings towards Alex Jones. And the other thing, if if you're Alex Jones, then you're certainly aware of all the conspiracy theories out there talking about how these parents of the Sandy Hook victims are nothing more than crisis actors. So let me get this straight. Alex Jones, conspiracy theorist, is sending kiddie porn to child crisis or, or to parental crisis actors paid for by the United States government. Is that what, that's what you're telling me here. No, that's an outrageous claim and it's, and it's nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. There's no way anybody should believe that. But of course you've got the morons out there. Alex, I knew it, Alex Jones is a pederast. Maybe, I don't know. Speaking of morons, We've got the intellectually challenged Naomi Wolf. She was torn apart. She's got a new book coming out. And she is, well, the new book is entitled Outrages, Sex, Censorship, and the Criminalization of Love. Excuse me. She goes back to the term death recorded. This is a United Kingdom legal term. She says that the term death recorded means that the government was executing gays and lesbians. Well, she went on a show with host Matthew Sweet. She said, I found like several dozen executions. Uh, But that was, again, only looking at the old daily records in the crime tables. Well, the host said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He goes, I don't think you're right about this. Meaning that Miss Wolfe's claim that death recorded is not not a cover-up for executing homosexuals. I was really surprised by this, says Sweet, the host. Death recorded is what's in most of these cases that you've identified as executions. It doesn't mean that he was executed. It was a category that was created in 1823 that allowed judges to abstain from pronouncing a sentence of death on any capital convict. I don't think any of the executions you've identified there actually happened. Oh, so we've got another leftist feminist moron. Not to say that all feminists are morons. That's not what I meant. Don't write me any letters. We've got another leftist moron who just happens to interpret something the way she wants to interpret it and then turns it into a minority issue and a sexual rights issue. And she misinterprets it on purpose to inflame and the populace and sell books. The publisher, Hawson Mifflin Harcourt, told the New York Times, "Uh, as we've been working with Miss Wolf to make corrections to outrages, new questions have arisen that require more time to explore. We are postponing publication and requesting that all copies be returned from retail accounts where we blah, 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 blah. And, of course, Dr. Naomi Wolf doubles down. She says, I strongly objected to this decision and provided both my publisher and the author of the New York Times piece with evidence of my... No, you're a moron. You're an idiot. You didn't do any research. You said, oh, this looks like a good story. I'll roll with it. And you decided to interpret a term how you wanted to interpret it so that you could sell books and you can create more social discord because that's what the issue is right now in the media. Everything is pro-trans, pro-gay, pro—what else is there out there right now? Uh, Pro-female. Everything is anti-white male right now. And so if you're going to sell books, that's what you need to cater to. That's what the media is going to give you traction with. And thank God for Sweet, this host, who sat there and said, "Uh, no, sweetheart, I think you're wrong. I think you're just BSing all of us by interpreting a term and not doing any research on your own. You're wrong. And and he just lambasted her about this. Another moron, Fat Jim, oops, said I wouldn't do it. He's actually not fat. He's just smug. Actually the way the picture of him is um he's I, I can't tell if he's just got an oversized shirt, but it looks like an oversized shirt. It looks like he, somebody didn't tell him how to dress. The Daily Reco- uh, the Daily Caller reported Jim Acosta, who by the way has 1.25 million Twitter followers. I'm sure those are all real accounts, by the way. He's going around the country trying to get his book sold. He came out with a book. An employee at a Barnes & Noble said it was very quiet. He showed up and signed. No customers waiting for him to sign his book. He just showed up at an Arlington Barnes & Noble. The, saw, the, the whole store sold about 30 copies of Acosta's book while he was there. And he said the store still has some of Acosta's books in stock, meaning meaning, he didn't sell any books. This, jer- uh, this jerk-off was kicked out of the press corps for being a smug moron. He's nothing more than an upstart. He's an instigator. He's a punk. That's what he is. He sits there and says, well, what what do you mean by that? And says, oh, didn't answer the right way. Must be Russia. He's another leftist corporate shill, globalist shill. And so the media continues to implode. And the only thing I can do is bring attention to it. The leftists are imploding. Fox News is imploding. The whole thing coming down. All right. It's getting late. I'm going to try to wrap this up quick. I'm already an hour and 15 into it too. Okay. Okay. Do I want to keep going with this? Mm. Nah. Nah. I don't think so. You know what? I'm going to What I'm going to do is a part two. I'm going to do a part two because a lot of this requires a bit of analysis. And so the rest of the stories that I have involve Muller. And how the Russiagate narrative is just falling apart. And the nonsense that Mueller was involved with before Russiagate. And and other things, including Trump calling out what I would suspect to be the Israelis and their involvement in September 11th attacks. So that's a big story, too. There's a whole article that goes along with that and how the FBI released a whole bunch of documents uh, relating to the Mossad and their knowledge about the September 11th attacks. So that's going to take a little bit longer, and I'm pooped. My voice is shot. It's already an hour and 16 minutes into this podcast, so I think I'm done for tonight, and I'll come out with a part two as well. So that's it for me. This is going to be Christian for the Cafe American podcast. As always, look for me on Podbean, Stitcher, and YouTube, and also biweekly on 90.1 WUSB, Stony Brook. Every other Saturday from 8 to 10 p.m. So until part two, that is going to be it for me tonight.